Hey everybody, this is Kristen with Codex and with another Boom Thursday review. And today I'm going to be reviewing the six issue series of Big Trouble in Little China slash Escape from New York. But before I do, I do want to give a little shout out to the actor James Hong, who at 93 years old finally got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. For anyone that's a Big Trouble in Little China fan, you know that he plays David Lopan. And if you are also into Wayne's World and some of the other newer movies out there, he has been an amazing actor for so many years so well deserved this just happened and i had to give a shout out for that now let's get back to the review big trouble in little china slash escape from new york it was written by greg pack art by daniel bayless colored by trion farrell and lettered by simon boland and of course it includes two characters that were created by john carpenter so Getting into this, just so you know, you do not have to have seen the movies in order to read this comic. Um, it all goes very well to give you a little bit of background on each thing. If there is a certain character or certain villain that was only in the movies, they do give you a little brief background on that as part of the story. So don't think, oh my gosh, I haven't watched these two 80s cult classics and I cannot read the series. You definitely, definitely can. So like my other reviews, I'm going to be giving a rating for the very first issue. This way you can kind of see where I started and where I ended. Um, I don't do this for every single issue because otherwise it would just be a little too long. It wouldn't be a really good review and it wouldn't give you my full thoughts. So let's talk about the very, very first issue here. Um, a little bit of a brief synopsis. We do open with Jack Burton, who is from Big Trouble in Little China in 1987, Lubbock, Texas. Um, he is driving his big rig. He's doing his normal Jack Burton thing. And you also see David Lopan as a ghost. So already I'm really enjoying the fact that we still have a main villain who is technically dead. Spoiler for anyone who hasn't watched that movie, who is technically dead. But because he was a sorcerer, he's still this incorporeal being that even though Jack can't see him, is still always there. Um, and then all heck breaks loose. So while I'm reviewing this, I kind of think of this whole entire series as chaos. Not exactly organized chaos either. It is just chaotic. There are so many things happening all at once, everywhere on the page. It's almost hard to follow along at times. Um, and that's gonna be my main issue with the whole entire series. I had to go back and reread certain pages just so I made sure that I knew what was going on. Granted, I know that these are two cult classic action movies, but for something that is as short as a six issue series, it was a little too much action. So because of that confusing chaos in this first issue, we have Jack Burton all of a sudden going through a wormhole out of nowhere and being dumped into 2001 New York, which is where Escape from New York is. Um, but it's not Earth as we know it. So we're really going into a multiverse situation here, alternate universes, alternate realities, um, and it sort of comes out of nowhere. That's not the point of these movies, but it's going to be the point of these comics. Now, not a lot happens in the first issue. They are going to go ahead and set up the fact this is an alternate universe. Um, he was put through the wormhole by his buddy Wang Chi from the movie A Big Trouble in Little China, although in this alternate universe, he's known as Bobby. Um, and what Bobby was trying to do was trying to summon Snake Plissken. Instead, he got Jack Burton. I'll explain why a little bit later. But that's pretty much all that happens. We do get a really short introduction to Snake Plissken, and it's its normal Snake Plissken self, not a lot going on, still not sure what he is going to be doing in this story. So because of that, 
the first issue for me gets a three out of 10. Yes, that is very, very harsh. But for me, it was too chaotic, didn't set up the story well enough, and I wasn't really sure what direction it was going to go. So other than for that nostalgic factor that I know who these characters are already before reading this, I probably wouldn't have kept going on with the series. Now, stay with me a little longer because you're going to get my full rating very shortly. As we continue through the story and continue through the series, there's going to be a lot of inconsistencies with the artwork. As always, artwork is very beautiful. Um, it does have a lot of angular features. Um, it, it does the whole chisel jaw, chin, sharp focus, all of that good stuff, but it's inconsistent. Um, sometimes I kind of forgot which snake Pliskin I'm looking at. I'll explain that in a moment. And Am I looking at Jack Burton? Am I looking at Bobby? Who am I looking at? It is a little bit different each time and even those subtle differences um, can make such a big change. So when I say what Snake Plissken, we are going to have this multiverse of madness scenario here. We are going to be introduced to Snake Pliskins from all around the universe suddenly and for absolutely no reason. So in 2001 New York, there are some magical artifacts. One is a scroll that can summon people through other universes and other dimensions to the one that the scroll is currently at. Hence why Jack Burton got pulled from 1987 Lubbock, Texas and put into 2001 New York in another universe. The idea here is that Jack Burton is our world's Snake Plissken. Okay, I don't buy it. They're two very different characters. And if that's the way that they wanted to go, when we meet all these other Snake Pliskins, they are still Snake Pliskin. Doesn't matter what form they're at. Some of them are animals, some of them are goblins, some of them are aliens, some of them are female, some of them are huge dire wolves. It doesn't matter. They're snow, still Snake Pliskin. Jack Burton is not. So already I'm a little confused as to where they're gonna go in this direction. Um, I'm also not really sure why they needed to summon another Snake Plissken into their world. Um, this is classic <clears throat> Escape from New York. Um, there are marauders, it's post-apocalyptic, um, and they are going to be saving a woman named Blind Apple Mary, who is Jack Burton's favorite singer-songwriter. Um, so, okay, but why? I don't know why she's important yet. You'll find out a little bit later, but it happens so far later that all I can think of is, okay, great, you guys are saving your favorite singer-songwriter in post-apocalyptic New York. Sure, maybe, why not? As we go along, David Lopan, the incorporeal ghost has tagged along for the ride, loves the fact that there's a scroll where he can summon all the snake pliskins and all the other alternate dimensions. This is where we get a whole bunch of them. But what he's really trying to do is get revenge on Jack Burton. So in this world, Jack Burton has a power, a superpower. Uh, maybe even a mutation if we go that far. His power is dumb, blind luck. This is not established in any of the movies. This is strictly for the comic book. Jack Burton is normally a charismatic character, but here, if you make all the charisma and everything that he accomplished in his world, our world, and what he's accomplishing here, the price of dumb, stupid luck power, then you just took away everything that makes this character special. And I hate that because Jack Burton is a fantastic character um, on his own. You didn't need to give him a superpower. He would happily help you just because he wants to, just because you are the alternate version of one of his best friends, just because he gets to save his favorite singer songwriter. Boom. He's already in. You don't need to give him a special power. And this power ends up being an ex machina through the whole entire thing. Snake Plissken keeps using Jack Burton to throw him at the enemies and then something stupid happens and they win. 
it's a cop out. You could have done such a most amazing crossover for these two characters without making him an alternate Snake Plissken and without giving him a, a superpower that he doesn't really need to have. You could have just left him as is. So for me, I kind of don't like that. Now, if you've never seen the movies, this is going to make completely sense if all you're doing is reading this comic and getting that from the characters. Um, it works. Yes, but it's still a classic comic cop-out. Let me give him a power so that I can use him. And then I don't have to explain how we're gonna win the day. And that is kind of what happens throughout all the rest of the issues. So by the way, Blind Apple Mary has a magic guitar and that's why they need to go save her. I'm not gonna go through the whole entire story so that you can read it on your own. Um, but basically what we have here are two cult classic characters. I really wanted to divorce what I know of these characters from the characters in the comics. But there was something so off about them that even if I sat there and went, okay, if you hadn't watched these movies like 20,000 times growing up, would you be enjoying this comic book more? And I really sat with that a while and the answer is still, no, it's okay. Like, I'm not mad that I read it, but it's 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 just okay. Um, it's very chaotic, as I keep saying. There's so much going on. There's so many characters. There are so many characters that they have to reintroduce them at the beginning of each comic, just so that you can remember who they all are. Um, we have these powers that didn't need to exist. Um, we have these alternate universes that didn't need to exist. Um, and then we have this nonchalant Jack Burton, which just doesn't make sense even if you haven't seen the movie. Snake Plissken's always Snake Plissken, that's fine. And then we have a David Lopan that is nothing more than Handsome Jack from the Borderlands. Super smart, little evil, but also kind of stupid. Um, he keeps forgetting he's a ghost. He keeps trying to grab people. His plan is not a good plan. He can't control these Snake Plissken's. The scroll does not give you the power to control who you are bringing into this universe. So why did you think this was going to work? Also, all the other Snake Pliskins are killed like that because ex machina. So with all that aside, <clears throat> the good things. One, you do not have to have seen the movies to read and enjoy this. I think that's a very important point. Um, as we all know, if you're watching an X-Men movie, but you've never seen the comics, you want that movie to still make sense. Uh, same thing with things like Lord of the Rings. A lot of people haven't read all of those. Maybe they only read one or part of They read The Hobbit, so the movies still have to flow. That means that you're missing things or things get added. That's absolutely okay. Um, so that still works, and they make it work in this comic. You do not have to have seen these movies. Um, the other thing, though, is that everything is too easily done. You, you got all these wonderful nemeses that you could have had an epic battle instead. They're dead in two pages. You could have had this wonderful hero in Jack Burton and a wonderful anti-hero in Snake Plissken. Instead, you gave somebody a power of stupid, dumb, blind luck and used it to your advantage instead of writing something out. Now, don't get me wrong. This is still a very good story. Um, I still love the fact that there is this mashup, but I think that I would have rather liked to have seen instead of falling into the trap of a whole bunch of alternate universes and a whole bunch of multiverses that instead, why didn't we take 1987 Jack Burton, let him age and put him into 2001 when we have the post-apocalyptic escape from New York? There's no reason why this timeline can't happen in the same world. Escape from New York doesn't happen until 2001 possibly a little earlier, I can't 100% remember the years, but it still happens way after Big Trouble in Little China. 
you could have done this. You didn't need to create a whole new world or a million and one snake pliskins. This still could have happened in our world, no problem. And you could have put more of the time and thought into creating just this one world instead of worrying about anything else. And it would have been just as good. Um, it would have been just as gripping and you would have had two amazing characters that balance each other out. And you would have also had some villains that could balance each other out. So in short, that's what I'm thinking of. Um, I'm thinking that there's a lot of missed opportunities here. I'm thinking that everything's a little chaotic. Um, and I'm thinking that there are so many things that just didn't need to be written. Now, with that being said, my first rating for the first issue was a three out of 10. My rating for the whole series, based on everything I just said and everything that I wish it could have been, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a six out of 10. It's above average, but it is just above average. Um, it's not a rereader for me. I'm not gonna go running back to it. And I was left disappointed at all these missed opportunities and, and these abilities to be able to take these two iconic characters and really put them in the same world and have them be bad. Mm, don't wanna swear, but you know what I mean. Have them be amazing, amazing characters together. Have them balance out. Um, have them have gone through some of the same stuff. So that's why I give this a rating of six out of 10. There were a lot of things there that didn't need to happen. A lot of things added that just didn't make sense. It was overly chaotic. Um, but in the end, it is average. It's slightly above average. You don't need to have seen the movies to read this. You don't need to see the movies to have enjoyed this. It was an okay read. I'm probably not going to be rereading it, probably not being going back to it. Um, I am interested to read just the ones where it's just Escape from New York to see the difference of how they have Snake Plissken in a comic book world. Um, and also there are some comics that are old man Jack Burton. I'd be very interested to see those. But yeah, that's my full rating, a six out of 10, slightly above average. Now, if you have read this yourself and maybe you haven't seen the movies, go ahead and tell me what you think in the comments because I really wanna know what this looked like to someone who either hasn't seen the movies or maybe not seen them since they came out in the 80s. But that's it. Uh, we have done Big Trouble Mill China slash Escape from New York, two amazing characters played by Kurt Russell, created by John Carpenter. And if you forgot, I'm Kristen with Codex. This has been a Boom Thursday review, and I hope I'll be able to see you in the next issue.